right. Hello. Welcome back to Spoilers for One. It's been a long time because that's who I am as a person. I'm here with our, I'm here with my narrator, Amber. She's my best friend. Hello. I'm so excited. All right. She watched um, a movie for us and she's going to tell us about it. And it was called Leave No Trace. Before we start, I have a picture pulled up and I want to try and guess what it's about. And then I'll read a synopsis and then Amber will tell us what it's really about. <laughs> it was um, filmed in 2018. It was rated PG. Oh. Just give you a little bit more. Does that mean that it's going to be no swearing? Is that what PG means? Um, well, that's okay. I'm di I didn't watch it. You did. <laughs> <laughs> well, you tell me what you think it's okay. about. So it looks like, so on the cover, there's a guy and a younger gal. Um, I want to say she's a teenager and he looks like her dad or uncle or something. And um, he's got a big backpack on and they're standing in the woods and they're staring off at something that could be in front of them. I don't know, there's not a lot going on here, so I'm guessing <laughs> I'm guessing getting lost in the woods or trying to get away from something. You know, like Hannah? Maybe it's like that. Is she an assassin? No, it's PG. <laughs> Clue number one, it's PG. <laughs> well, the guy looks like, um, I know it's not because the, the actor I'm thinking of is older than that, but he looks like the guy that played Bobby in Supernatural. Younger Bobby. Hmm. I don't even know these actors' names, to be honest. Well, let's jump into the... I'm, I did, guess I didn't guess very well what I think the plot is. Well, there's not a whole lot to go on, and um, just you just have to go based on the title, so... <laughs> so what the IMDb says, a father and his 13-year-old daughter... She doesn't look 13. Are living oh, jeez. An ideal existence in a vast urban park in Portland... In Portland, Oregon, when a small mistake derails their lives forever. Okay. I didn't know part of this. I didn't read the synopsis before I watched the movie. So I had no idea she was 13. <laughs> oh, how old did you think she was? 16. I said 16. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, she looks like she'd be 16. Well, she probably is in real life. The, the actors are... If not older. Let's see. They don't Stars. Say oh, it's Tom Thompson, Thomason, Thomason McKenzie, Ben Foster, and Jeffrey Rifflard. Who? Who's the girl? I think Thomason. Okay. Boom, Thomason. Oh. Okay. That is such an interest. Oh, she's oh she's from New Zealand. She's twenty-two and playing a thirteen-year-old. Well, that's what well, I was at the time thinking. she was not 22. She was born in Wellington, New Zealand. <gasps> Fun fact, I went to New Zealand on my honeymoon and we visited Wellington. <gasps> nice. I love Wellington. So, I love her. I heard New Zealand's great. Oh, wait. Oh, no. Wait. Go back to that. What? Oh, never mind. I thought that she... So, I saw a picture of the Barbie <laughs> movie thing and I thought she was going to be in it. Oh. She's not... She's in something else. She's in, She's in lots of stuff. Good for her. Yes. 
We love a New Zealand actress. Oh, oh, she was the girl in Jojo Rabbit. She was the Jew girl hiding in the closet. Nailed it. Okay, well, I don't. I didn't watch that one. Oh, it's a good one. You should watch it. Oh. But that's not what we're here for. Tis not. We are here um, recapping Leave No Trace. So, Let's get into it, Amber. I took extensive notes watching this movie last night. Good. Notes helps. I, I learned that the hard way. <laughs> I am not good at improv. So we're going to go through this movie as I was watching it. And like, um, we're going to learn things as I learned them through the movie. Joy. Yes. So, so we're starting the movie. Leave no trace opens to a scene of the woods. At this point, I did not know it was Portland, Oregon. So I just, assumed that it was somewhere in the Pacific Northwest because there are ferns everywhere. It is very wet and looks very much Pacific Northwesty. Anywhere between Eugene and uh, I guess past Seattle. I don't know much of Washington. Well, Washington, like Northern Canada, all looks kind of similar. So I was just assuming Pacific Northwest and um, yes. So there's a girl, her, um, Hair is brown. She has brown mm-hmm. eyes, and she, they she is moving through the ferns in the middle of a park, uh, very dense forest. And then it cuts to a man, who an older man who is carrying logs through the ferns. Um, it has very much father daughter vibes going on. The man is older, the girl is younger. I assumed she was sixteen, but um, now we know she's 13. So. Sounds like it does. Oh, well, do they ever say it later in the movie how old she is? No. Probably not. They don't. So I just assumed that she was, like, in high school. So it is clear from the movie that they are living in the woods. They have a tarp. They're homesteading. They're he, Dad is building fires, there's tarps, there's a tent to sleep in, they're using eggshells to like deter pests in their little garden. Um, The dad is definitely paranoid about intruders though. He hears noises in the background and like is very um, skittish. I mean, if you're living in a park in Portland, then yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but this is like dense forest, like really dense really dense stuff um and then he starts to build like this foil pot thing to cook stuff in you we're still not really sure what's going on sounds like they're homeless right like like there's he's building like an oven he's they're being annoyed by coyote coyotes or wolves at night i said but i'm assuming it's like coyotes um, and then they are repairing the shelter as it rains with like duct tape and stuff. And they have lots of tools around them and a little like shelter in the ground to keep like important papers and things in a Ziploc bag. So they've been here for a while. They should have built their shelter out of flex tape. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Hindsight. <laughs> Next, you know, like, sounds like they don't have a TV. How would they know? How would they know? You don't know. You don't know how they know. They wouldn't know about all that damage. So then the the girl 
who we don't know their names yet at this point. A <laughs> girl comes across these uh, rangers making a trail or like clearing a walking trail, that sort of thing. She like stumbles across from them and then dad is super paranoid about her seeing these workers and gets really like skittish and like tells her to get down and all this stuff and comes back to the camp to hide out. My question at this point is, why are they hiding? Who are they hiding from? Well, the movie's PG, so she's not an assassin. It's true. He's not an assassin. Not an assassin. Yeah, and he, he, dad is making the girl practice hiding in the ferns and stuff in case, uh, in case of an emergency, quote unquote, emergency. Um, and tells her she's not doing it right when he can see her socks. So he's very paranoid about being caught for what? I don't know. Not really sure. At this point, I don't know what they're doing. They're building a mystery, though. <laughs> they're building a mystery. Uh, then it cuts to them in the tent. Dad wakes up suddenly. He hears helicopters in his dreams. He got PTSD. That's what it seems like. That's what they're implying. I think he's got nightmares of helicopters. He wakes up, and then uh, the girl wakes up too. And then they chat about mom. And um, she she wakes up and she says, she tries to calm dad down. And says, "What's your favorite color?" To dad, and dad says, "Well, what's your favorite color?" And the girl says, <laughs> I'm not about to be interrogated. Exactly. Here. <laughs> I'm like, okay, we can't answer the question about your favorite color. Shine a light in his eyes. Answer the question. <laughs> well, anyway, the girl says yellow. And and then he says, um, just like your mother, favorite color was yellow. And then he calls her yellow, like as a nickname. And then they go back to sleep. He still didn't answer that question. He didn't answer the question. And also the girl mentions that she doesn't remember mom at all and um, and it's not clear what happened to mom maybe something to do with helicopters <gasps> okay well spoiler um, alert we never know what happened to mom oh i'm gonna speculate all over the place then speculate all you want because it's never answered and um just... she was picked up in a helicopter kind of like a hawk coming down to strike and a ninja was dangling on a rope and he picked her up and he scooped her up and he took her away and the dad was holding on to the bars at the bottom of the helicopter he's like no give me back my wife <laughs> and then the ninja stomped on his fingers to get him to let go and he's like ah and he fell and that's and probably had a lot of recovery time after that. And he never is, found his wife. This is why he has PTSD from helicopters. Mm -hmm. And he needs to hide a lot because ninjas are hiding. Oh, well, the ninjas are trying to find him next, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. And his daughter. Because, you know, they have unfinished business. Unfinished business. So she must have been really young when her mom passed of God knows what. Um, the next day they go to look for some food, go into town um they go together a lot they're walking along the trail and the girl finds a they're walking along like a paved trail like this is a 
park trail, like a national park trail, something like that. And the girl finds a lost necklace of a seahorse on the way to go get food. She asks dad if she can have the necklace and dad says, maybe if it's here on the way back and the girl tries to like bury it and hide it. And dad says, no, no, leave it in plain sight. That's not fair. That's not fair. And then they, they walk away. Uh, and the girl like sneakily buries it to grab it on the way back. Nice. Uh, I say she's probably 16, but now we know she was 13. (laughs) That that makes a little bit more sense for a 13 year old to do. Yeah, it does, but I mean, they didn't say, so I just assumed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, never they said. Uh, yeah. It builds the mystery. Right. They walk along a bridge highway. We find out then that it's Portland because there's this famous sky bridge in Portland. Um, the sky tram goes up to a hospital. Hmm. I don't know if you've ever been. No, I always just kind of assumed that it would be busy, so I didn't want to go. Uh, okay. <laughs> I went when I was a kid, and um, it was, like, the thing to do. So, yeah, Skytram takes you all the way up to the Portland – I forget which hospital. I don't know what the hospital's called, but it's a big one right in the middle of Portland. So they're going there. This is a famous hospital in Portland. <laughs> the dad – goes to grab something in the back while the girl waits in the waiting room. And she, the girl in the waiting room talks to like a, a veteran who is trying to like help people and give, give away helpful objects. Like, I don't, I don't really remember. It was like a coin or something that had a phone number on it for help, I think. Okay, some kind of crisis line. Yes, a crisis line. Yeah. And she takes it and then sits in the emergency room and waits for her dad to come back. Dad comes back, they leave, and then they go to a general grocery store, and then they walk back to the woods. Unclear if she grabs the necklace at this point. Uh, And then, so the dad grabs something from the emergency room doctor whatever and then they walk back and they stumble across a homeless camp um it turns out that the dad grabbed benzos from a doctor at the hospital to sell to the homeless people at this homeless camp nice to make money just part of the problem there, PTS dad. Yes, and it's clear that this guy who's buying the benzos from dad is a part of the Veterans Association. Uh, he was in the military, blah, blah, blah. So that's basically all we see of that. And then they go back to the woods. Okay. So you said, like, sell to the homeless. I'm just like, there's homeless everywhere. Yes. What? Sorry, Portland. What is your take so far? So far, I'm interested. What is happening with this dad? What's wrong? (laughs) (laughs) What happened to your wife? What happened to your wife? (laughs) Well, you said we'll never find out. That's a bummer. It's such a bummer, dude. Because I, I, Amber, I don't think my ninja theory is right. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were spot on. 
I'm thinking it was a swarm of helicopters. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, now you're talking. A swarm <laughs> of helicopters. And he couldn't find the right one. Raining down on this woman. Yeah, she probably stole like the Hope Diamond or something. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's not when they were living in the woods either. No, so no. she was the ninja, is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's where he probably, you know, um, they probably assume that his daughter has the same ninja abilities, like genetics. And that's why they're after them. And that's why he's afraid of helicopters. Oh. It's all hinging on the helicopters thing right now. Yeah, that's all you have to go by, really. I'll, this will develop more as we go along, I'm sure. That and the benzos. <laughs> the benzos seems like it's just a money-making scheme. Yeah. Unless there was a benzo ring that he was a part of and they took her for the money. He yeah, owed somebody. He owed a drug lord money. So they're back in the woods at the camp, and the girl is reading up on seahorses. She's now obsessed. Still not clear she has the necklace at this point. Um, then, then she sees a runner going along the trail below their camp. There's a runner. He, the runner stops. Because he hears some rustling and says, hello, is there anybody up there? And the girl, like, hides. Oh, so panicked. Hides. <laughs> runner yells again, is there anyone up there? And then after a while, the runner continues down the trail. I'm wondering why the hell they put their, <laughs> their tent so close to the trail. Yeah, they're if, trying to hide. If they're worried about it. Or maybe she went down to, like, go check stuff out. But I... Didn't really catch that if she did. Uh, yeah, they're really paranoid. I mean, if they're in Portland, I mean, if you're trying to hide, you want to be away from people. But at the same time, if you're just trying to, like, live out your days in the park, you could be wherever you want. Seems like if as long as you're in Portland, nobody cares. Right. I don't, I don't know. I feel like if you would really not want to be, but you want to be close enough to town to get supplies. Unless you're hiding in plain sight. By being homeless. Yeah. Because you know, I don't know that why they. Of like nobody sees them really. You know, yeah. That stigma. <clears throat> yeah. I'm not really sure why they, they aren't a part of the homeless camp thing. They just kind of want to do their own, their own thing, I guess, and be in the woods. It's unclear how long they've been doing this either. Oh. Good point. Yeah, not sure how long. It seems like a while because they have like a very established campground and. Um, they seem to move around every so often, as we learn a little bit later. <laughs> spoiler. <laughs> yeah, it's not really a spoiler. <laughs> I mean, if you're paranoid, you probably are moving around a lot, yeah. Well, yeah, it's just like common sense, I think. So, he has the Hope Diamond. Oh! That's <laughs> what I missed. Keep, he has to keep moving. That's what I missed. He's in his backpack the whole time. That's why the green backpack. <laughs> anyway, go on. <laughs> so then they hear dogs barking. And the dad's like, this is not a drill. It's a manhunt. They found the diamond. <laughs> <laughs> it's a manhunt. They found the diamond. So he says, this is not a drill. And like, they both hide just as they practiced. There are five or six police Searching with a dog. Uh, golden, no. <laughs> the happiest search boy. 
Could you imagine a golden retriever search dog just like flopping around like, hey guys, where are you at? He would be the goodest boy. You, you could just be like, shh, 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 I'm not here. And he'd be like, okay. No, a German shepherd. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> a German Shepherd dog. He gets the, he gets a whiff of them, and uh, yeah, the they stumble across their camp. The sw- girl sweater is shown to the dog, and then the dog finds them pretty easily. They get the dad. He's detained, and then he he gets detained, and then he rats his daughter out. Rats her out. Rats her she out. has the diamond. She's hiding in in the woods. He gets found out, and um, the police are like, do you have anybody with you? And he's like, yes, my daughter. And I'm like, if you're really concerned, why wouldn't you just Maybe it's better just not be separated. Yes. I mean, she's 13. You're going to leave her in the woods? I guess. In Portland? I guess. (laughs) I guess so. I guess so. He says, yes, my daughter. And he says, Tom, which now we learn is the girl's name. Her name is Tom. Isn't the actress's name? Literally, the actress's name is Thompson. I don't know. People make weird names these days. It's strange, but I like it. No, it's not a bad name at all. But yeah, they just call... Her name is Tom. That's what they call her throughout the rest of the movie. Tom. You know, I honestly like um, girls with boy names. I think it's cute. It's pretty cute. I agree. My favorite is Danny. Danny. But that could easily be a Danielle... But I like it when it's not Danielle and it's just Danny. I feel like I have heard you say this since we were little. Yeah, because Hocus Pocus. Oh! I love that name. I grew out of wanting it for a child, but still, I like it. I think it's cute. I've heard that, yeah, since we were little. That's so funny. <laughs> this girl's name is Tom. They cooperate with the police. They get separated. And they're in some sort of, like... They're not in a police station. They get taken to some sort of like halfway house type of like CPS kind of situation. They're separated. Dad is somewhere else and Tom is being questioned by what I assume is a CPS lady. Well, you know, she's a minor. (laughs) She's a minor. Living in the woods. Gotta make sure you're not... uh... Not being in like, danger. Yeah, in danger. It's a very weird situation. But it seems like maybe they are. They were hunting them, looking for the diamond. Looking for the diamond. Back at the office, Tom showers and she meets up with two other foster girls or girls who were in the system. There's like bunk beds in the background. The girls are staying there. Um, and then they're making, the girls are making dream boards for fun something to pass the time, cutouts of magazines, that sort of thing. Oh, like a collage? Yeah, like a collage thing. Okay. I was like, what's a dream board? A dream board. <laughs> I miss this girly thing. What? <laughs> yeah, like when you when you create, when you cut out pictures of magazines and you like manifest things for yourself. Like, I want to get married one day to a handsome white young boy or... Um, <laughs> I don't know, make lots of money. <laughs> the way I manifest things is by going outside and yelling it. And then maybe the universe will hear me. I would like to see you do that. Every morning. <laughs> <laughs> I just go out there, I just want to have a good day. I just want a million dollars. 
can't ask for too much. Then the universe stops listening. Oh, okay. Keep them small. Hmm. Attainable. And um, then they kind of tease Tom about being homeless because... The two foster girls are teasing another girl about being homeless? Yes, I'm not really sure. Yeah, it's weird, but Tom is like, yeah, they separated me and my dad and... um, we were living in the woods and it was fine. It was great. And the woods are my home. And then the two girls are, are kind of like, um, that's weird. All right. Pot calling the kettle black. <laughs> yeah. That's super weird. Like you were homeless. And she was like, I, Tom said, I'm not, I wasn't homeless. That was my home. Yeah. Some people just vibe in the woods, man. Yeah. I think they're trying to insinuate that Tom doesn't have a whole lot of social skills. I see. Yeah. Because we never see these two girls again. Oh. It's the only scene. Just a couple of mean girls for no reason. Just a couple of mean girls to insinuate that she's got whack social skills. (laughs) That's whack. (laughs) That's whack. (laughs) (laughs) It must be the next morning. And then uh, CPS makes her take, like, written education tests. Um see how much she knows and like what grade she's in and that kind of stuff wait wait, wait, let me guess how she does poorly she actually does amazing and is ahead of her grade it's genetics she's a diamond thief she knows where it is (laughs) (laughs) there are no school records on file for tom at all so she says to the service lady that her dad teaches her everything that she needs to know. Keeps up on everything, I guess. And oh, yes. Yep. Well, that's good. You know, same can't be said for everybody that does homeschooling. It's hard. It's it's easy to miss stuff, you know, because parents aren't trained for that every all the time. Exactly. So the fact that PTSD dad is doing better. He genuinely is just from the vibe. It's like he genuinely cares, cares a lot about his daughter. And she was reading the seahorses stuff by the, by like a textbook kind of thing. Oh, I bet they go to the library. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure he borrowed it from the library. Okay. Break over. (laughs) That was an eventful break though. (laughs) So eventful. (laughs) We tried these new Pringles um, chips that are featuring the hot ones. And uh, they're YouTubers, and they are a spicy. <laughs> so spicy. We have the Los Calientes Rojo and the Los Calientes Verde. The Verde one, in my opinion, are tastier but hotter. They are tastier, but I feel like the Rojo is hotter. But I also tried the Rojo first, and you tried the Verde first. So that could have an effect. Maybe they're equally spicy and the heat sticks around man it sticks around so we each ate one of each and our tongues are still burning and this i don't want more maybe like i want more but i don't want more right i feel like i won't be able to talk my lips are burning it'll just be like blah, 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 the whole time <laughs> but positive note once the, the heat dies down, the wine tastes so much sweeter. Oh, yes. We have wine, FYI. It's um, from Evoke Winery. Uh, the Tofisi. Evoke Wine sponsor us. I wish. Please? 
if anybody from Evoke is listening, sponsor me. I'll plug your wine all the time. I'll plug it now. Or Pringles. Pringles, sponsor us. <laughs> anybody sponsor me. Sponsor you. What am I saying? Us, like I'm on the podcast. <laughs> I'll kick you a couple dollars when you're in the episode. Sick. I'll take it. I'll edit your podcast. <laughs> no, no. I enjoyed that. I thought it was hilarious. It was I, I want everyone to try these, honestly. They're limited time only, so visit your local Walmart. Walmart, get your Pringles. Hot ones. You probably find them other places. <laughs> probably. But we went to Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> Not by choice. <laughs> by choice it was it was by force but that's a different story (laughs) call amber if you want details sure (laughs) the lady thinks that they are homeless and says that they cannot live on public land can't be in the park you can't be in the park gotta go find the real woods so tom does not understand why that's wrong um it's very, I kind of get it. Yeah, it gets a little combative, and she's just like, ugh, whatever. And then cuts to her in the bathroom with the seahorse necklace. Newsflash, she gets the seahorse necklace. She's had it all along. It's the diamond. The dad um, is also having to take tests on, like, mental health kind of things. A mental health questionnaire, it's like reading audio to him, and he is getting very overwhelmed with the questions. Uh, he's struggling really hard with the types of questions that they're asking. Because um, he has PTSD. Right. Is he a vet? Did it say that yet? Not yet. Okay. Draw on the right check. I knew it. It's a vibe. <laughs> That's the vibe we're getting. I feel like military personnel would be good at, you know, living off grid. Right. Yes. So he is definitely struggling with the questions. They have to bring in somebody to like manually ask him the questions because he can't do the computer thing. It's getting really overwhelming for him. The lady on the computer, you have like three seconds to answer and he's just like. That's not fair. It's true true or false. Okay. But still, even sometimes you got to think about it. You're like, how true though? (laughs) Yes. I do that on like those, like, what kind of popcorn are you quizzes? (laughs) I'm like, I don't know, sometimes. Sometimes I'm a butter. <laughs> but every once in a while, I like to get a little crazy. Caramel. Oh. <laughs> yeah. These questions are, like, a little bit more um, serious. And, like, do you – what were the questions? Are you, like, generally happy? And things like, do you do you have nightmares at night? Do you struggle with connecting to other people? And he's just like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I feel that, okay? Like, anytime I do one of those dorky online, like, anxiety quizzes, even the one at the doctor's office when they have you do the anxiety quiz, yeah, they, yeah, should like time those. You. they should time you, and that should be part of it. Like, how long did it take them to do this? Yeah. Because it takes me a minute. Justice for PTSD, Dad. Justice for Dad. Okay. So, anyway, they decide that they cannot live on public land. But they do find another home for them. They get a home on a tree farm with Mr. Walters in like a basic trailer type house on the property. It's like a manufactured home on, on the tree farm. That's nice. How'd they set that up? Um, 
so the story was in the news and it got out. Oh, that, and somebody just kind of offered it up? Right. Okay. So Mr. Walters kind of like took them in. Yeah, it was, it wasn't like clear, clear, but it was like implied that they were in the news a bunch for living off grid in the public. Living in the park. Living, quote unquote, off grid in the park. Yeah. Okay. And then needing assistance. So they're giving, they're given like this house on this tree farm and it's clear between dad and daughter that this is going to be like an adjustment to their lifestyle. Dad immediately like hides the television in his bedroom in the closet because he wants nothing to do with it. It's clear that he's afraid of technology. Mm. I don't like TVs in my bedroom either. Personal. Yes. <laughs> I do Sounds not like his is a lot more. I do not agree because I have a television in my bedroom. It's <laughs> the best. But yeah. My own dad could vouch for that. Like when we were kids, he'd um like take away the TV as a punishment and then when he'd go to give it back, I'd be like, No, that's okay. <laughs> I don't really want it. But PTSD dad is totally different. He doesn't want any technology at all. No, he doesn't want technology at all. Mm, okay. None. That's because PTSD, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, and then it, and then it seems like the runner that she saw ratted them out to the police. Like the runner that she yeah. saw like it's called, kinda random, called the he, police. He didn't even know if anybody was up up there. Right. But he called the police, I guess. And that's how that is how they got found out. Oh. It's revealed. Oh, okay. It's been revealed. It's been revealed. He knew they had the diamond. And and these and they were living in various different woods in the wild. And then um, they're not quite comfortable in their new house yet. So they camp out in the front yard and sleep under the stars. Cute. Because that's where they're most comfortable. Dad falls asleep immediately. Very comfy outside. Hmm. Of course. And then Mr. Walters comes by and dad is supposed to help in the tree farm. It is suggested that he is supposed to help in the tree farm. Dad says, can't I help out in the stables? And Mr. Walters says, no, no, I don't trust you enough yet to help out in the stables. I need you in the tree farm. That's where we make our money. Tree farms. Like Christmas trees. Free range Christmas trees? Free range Christmas tree farm. Like the Himalayan lemons. <laughs> Free range Himalayan lemons. Order now. <laughs> and then they get a bunch of donations from the CPS deal. Um, like a like a bike and like paintings and housing, general housing things. Probably dishes and cutlery and all the things that you need to live. She gets a bike, though, and Tom is really happy about the bike. Dad doesn't want any of this stuff. He says, we don't need any of this stuff. We don't need more stuff. And the CPS lady is like, just take it. <laughs> just take some of the stuff. He's got a really poor, dad has a pet, poor attitude about everything. And um, But then that night, he tries to teach Tom how to ride a bike. And she finally learns how to ride a bike at 13. Nice. So. She probably has a lot more balance skills. Might have been a little bit easier. Probably a little bit easier. 
she was really enjoying it. And then they go to church on Sunday at the request of Mr. Walters. Um, there's a weird dance by a whole bunch of old ladies happening at the church. It's announced that these ladies are from like a dance group in Klamath Falls. There would be a dance group in Klamath Falls <laughs> they're touring all, Oregon. They're all wrinkly old white ladies dancing with like flag ribbon type things at a church on a Sunday. Dad and Tom look really bored. Shout out if you're a dance troupe in Oregon. Mm. <laughs> was, Any was dance it, troupe. Was it your, your college roommate was in the color guard? Yes. And dance with flags. Yes. That was cool, though. It's quite different. Very. <laughs> she wasn't an old lady at a church. Nope. Nope. Different dance. Good for her. <laughs> <laughs> and then dad is working on the tree farm again, and there are helicopters bringing in trees helicopters the helicopters dad it kind of freaks out hides and just like covers his head he's in distress what's up with these high priority trees getting escorted by helicopter i have no effing clue <laughs> santa needs his christmas trees now i don't know why these hel- these trees are being flown in from somewhere to the tree farm they're being flown in, not flown out. Are they cut trees or are they're, they pl- potted somehow? They're cut. Oh. Um, maybe, pollen? Maybe from other areas of their tree farm because it looked pretty big. Maybe, but I feel like any amount of space, you don't need a helicopter for that. It's I, unclear it's, why there's helicopters here. We're going to nitpick some weird shit here. <laughs> yes. But dad is not happy. Stop the film. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> so confused. What is going on? Yeah, well, you know, I'm sure his gut reaction is that they're back. They found him. Hide the diamond. The diamond. <laughs> diamond must be hid. It is clear at this point that dad has PTSD with helicopters. Just from that scene. So meanwhile, while dad's having a PTSD moment, Tom finds a lost bunny. And um, meets a long-haired blonde boy. Turns out this bunny's name is Chainsaw. That's a kick-ass name for a rabbit. <laughs> this is a big fluffy bunny. Mm. And I'm going to some metal names for the rest of my pets now. <laughs> Seriously. It turns out this boy is in 4-H. And is building um, a tiny house on a trailer. Cool. Right, right up Tom's alley. She's like, this is really cool. I love the bunny. So he invites her to 4-H and um, she ends up staying a little bit too long at his house chatting and playing with the bunny. Um, Dad is really paranoid at home. Because helicopters. And where is Tom? What? Where's Tom? This is the the main thing. Where She has the diamond. She's got... Tom has the diamond. It's in the bunny, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Everything's going to shit. The helicopters are back. Dad is so paranoid about her not being home. And then when she does end up coming home, Tom is like, you know, whatever. I stayed too long. It's fine. (laughs) And dad is like, not cool, man. Doesn't really scold her. He's not really that kind of dad. He doesn't really like yell or anything, but he's just like, 
I was worried about you. Like, don't, don't fucking do that. The disappointment vibe is, it hits harder than yelling. She then claims that she could have called him if he had his phone. Ooh, double disappointment. But he refused to have a phone. He refused to have a phone because he hates technology. And she wants to adapt to this new world. Mm -hmm. And he is like, we've already adapted enough. We're in their house. We're working on their farm. And she's like, okay, dad. (laughs) He's definitely struggling. You can see that. Um, And then she expresses concern about being made fun of when she goes to public school. Um, And then dad says, how important are their judgments to you? And she says, we will find out. Ooh, that's a good response, honestly. And she's teary. She's upset. She's like, I just kind of hate you right now, dad. She doesn't say that. Solid teenager vibes. Teenage vibes. Yeah, dad is disconnected and refusing to change. Anyway. Cut scene. Tom goes to 4-H. Plays with all the bunnies. Learns about 4-H and stuff. 4-H is really cool. Did you? Were you, you weren't in 4-H. No, I wasn't in 4-H. I think it requires money. I'm sure it did because I'm sure I would have been in 4-H if it I tried really hard to get on the equestrian team in high school because we had a horse, but he's not trained for like anything. So (laughs) he barely does trail rides. There was an equestrian team? Yes. Yes. My horse, um, our horse was uh, not qualified for that though because he's dumb. (laughs) My mom was right. He wouldn't have done well. (laughs) Right. Well, Tom goes to 4-H to learn about bunnies. Yay, bunnies. She's having a good time. Meanwhile, the CPS tries to give dad a phone. Dad refuses. But CPS, I'm saying CPS, but it's not really CPS. It's somebody else. But I don't really know how to say, who to call. How do do I call it? (laughs) What am I trying to say? Almost CPS. CPS-esque. You're fine. (laughs) This is like... The state? The state? Okay, that's a better word. The state <laughs> is trying to give dad a phone, but he refuses. Um, But then the state woman says that they may not be able to stay together if they don't cooperate with what's going on. Because, that sounds like CPS. <laughs> yes, because then maybe CPS will take. <laughs> if you guys don't cooperate, we're going to call CPS. <laughs> exactly. Then they'll take them away. Um, And then dad goes to the stables horses are cool big dumb animals yeah that is the last we see of horses and dad oh he really likes them but they're not central to the plot no i'm so confused sometimes movies do that just to try and make you feel more for the character or connect more with the character somehow it's like don't you think that he okay well i'm maybe moving ahead of myself but we gotta remember with movies if you're going to show something, it better mean something. Because we only got like an hour or two for this. That's what I'm saying. This movie. This movie. It's horrible. I have so many questions. 
<laughs> you see, clearly haven't watched enough B-movies. All you get are questions. <laughs> You're right. I don't really watch B-movies that often, but that's what makes this fun. <laughs> so then um, uh, Dad decides it's time to go. To go. He's just going to bail. We're bailing at this point. Um, Dad tells Tom to pack. Time to pack up, Tom. Pack your shit. Right. And they're they're running away. Yep. Bail. Bailing. Um, they go back to the forest where their home was. It's trashed. Uh, the belongings are gone. Tom is pissed. She's like, I didn't want to leave. I had a good thing going. Four H. I wanted to be normal. Um Four H would have been good for her too. Exactly. Really, I think that's a nice middle ground. Good start. You would think so. Great start, actually, honestly. Yep, dad drags her away. Um, they go back to the homeless camp. The homeless camp is being torn down by a big construction vehicle. And um, the homeless guy blames the dad since they got caught by the police. They have been cracking down on the homeless camps uh. since they were in the news and stuff. And then they, then dad and Tom hop on a cargo train to sleep in a train, sleep in there for the night, I guess. Tom wants to know why they're running. Why, why are we running away, dad? That's a really good question. That's, that's the question. This seems like a lot of work for a diamond, but you're not cashing in for anything. (laughs) I'm changing my theory. He's not going to cash it in. It's not a diamond. Okay. I don't know yet. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I can't decide what my new theory is it's, yet. It's not a diamond, but it's something. Is it murder? No, it's his PG. Whoa. Okay, so Tom wants to know why they're running. And then um, Dad doesn't really give an answer. He's just like, well, you know, this is just what we do. It's just what we do. This well, I just like it, okay? <laughs> he doesn't really say that, but, you know, that's the vibe. I've always got a kick out of running from the law. <laughs> <laughs> so they they hop on a bus from the Portland area, and then the bus claims that they're heading towards Eugene, which is very exciting for me because I'm in Eugene. Funny. So Oregonian. So they board this, what I assume is a Greyhound bus. And then there's a police officer that comes on board. Dad's paranoid, of course. And um, he's asking, the police officer is asking some other kid a couple rows ahead of Tom because Tom and Dad are sitting not together because they don't want to draw attention because they ran away from their house and people might be looking for them. So they're not sitting together a couple rows ahead. This police officer is asking this young girl, like, what are you doing here? Where are your parents? Blah, blah, blah. And then asks this young lady to get off the bus. Dad is paranoid about people noticing. And that, and at this point, I'm wondering, like, me personally in this movie, I'm like, what the hell is happening? Like, why are they running? Why are they running? Because it's not a diamond. It's not a diamond. (laughs) It's like, what did dad do in a past life to, like, make them run? You know, what happened to mom? And what happened to mom? 
We'll never know. We'll never know. Maybe it was a gang of penguins. <sighs> but that doesn't line up with helicopters, so I'm going to have to trash that theory. Uh, I guess. I guess. You could have a helicopter in, in a penguin heist. Antarctica? I'm thinking that they were in Antarctica. Okay, he also Penguin hates technology, man. so we gotta use that too. <laughs> Never mind. He's more like a penguin than hates penguins. <laughs> Sorry, the wine's hitting me now. I know the wine's. I'm, I'm, I'm hit, baby. <laughs> they get off of the bus at a bus stop. So the the bus stops for like a pee break somewhere and they get off the bus and tom's like you know we should get back on the bus and dad's like nah we're not getting back on the bus <laughs> and tears good yeah tom's like why not and dad is definitely he's paranoid about what that one what the woman sitting next to tom it's gonna be weirder if tom like, doesn't get back on the bus hurt exactly <laughs> and so then they they try to get bum a ride from a trucker to go back north Back to Portland. They're going back north. They want to go back north. Um, they have a little bit of trouble finding a trucker because the truckers are kind of like, um, what the fuck? A dad and some girl. Like, uh, I don't want to be part of some murder kidnapping thing. Yeah, That's kidnapping here. Kidnapping murder plot. Um, and then he finally finds a guy who makes sure that Tom is not a stowaway or kidnapped. Um, and then he takes them up north. The trucker's nice, talks about, and then he talks about how, like, benzos are ruining people's lives and how weed is legal and in um, Oregon now, so why is this police officer following you? And blah, blah, blah. I don't know. It's very odd. just awful. had a lot of opinions. Just there. had some opinions, and then he drops them off in Washington, in, like, northern Washington. Not northern. <laughs> southern Washington. Like outside of Portlandish, and they get off on a logging road that the, uh, the trucker drops them off at. What a fun circle that was! <laughs> Fucking pointless. Okay, <laughs> I was pissed at this point. I'm like, what are we doing? Southern, Wa Southern Washington. They get off on a logging road. It's really cold and wet and miserable. It's raining. There is frost in the air, and they are dad and daughter walking a lot. Tom is very cold. She states that she's cold. She can't feel her fingers. They're walking a long, 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 long time. Finally, Tom says, I need to sit down. I need to sit down. And dad's like, no, you got to keep going. We got to keep going. And Tom's like, nope, I need to sit. And then so they make a little shelter. Um, dad's like cutting down logs and shit. And then they make a shelter and sleep there. Uh, I don't think they make a fire, but they, like, huddle. And she feels a little bit better in the morning. Uh, but in the morning, the frost is in the trees. So it seems like winter is upon them. I mean, I don't know how well they were doing in the park, but, I mean, impromptu, it's really hard to set up for winter. It still gets cold in the winter, man, in Portland. So And southern Washington and all that. Yeah. Well, yeah. So It still snows. I know. It still snows, and there's frost, and 
So then they keep walking and eventually they stumble across a log cabin that has apparently been abandoned. I'm sure there's plenty of those in the Oregon forest. This is Washington, ma'am. Oh. Southern Washington, <laughs> Northern Oregon. It's kind of all blends together at a point. It all blends together in the Pacific Northwesty, Ferny. Listen, there's a chance of a Sasquatch no matter where you go over there, <laughs> over here. So you, there's cabins. <laughs> basically all the same. Yeah, so they stumble the across a log cabin that's apparently abandoned and um dad breaks the lock and they kind of raid it. There's no running water, but they kind of camp out there. They make the fire in the fireplace and they find three cans of soup. If it's been abandoned, that's probably gross. Well, I mean, canned soup kind of doesn't go bad for a while. And even if it's past the quote unquote or expiration date it's probably still pretty good depends on the kind of soup they didn't really show the kind of soup but they ate it if it's a vegetable one it's probably all right but i wouldn't trust anything with seafood in it like clam chowder don't eat that no i think it was some sort of like beef stew kind of thing it's probably i don't know they cooked it over the stove and uh tom was like this is delicious so because she's probably starving you know starved oh yeah it doesn't sound like they've eaten in a while right i'm eating right now <laughs> chelsea is having some homemade rosemary ciabatta bread that amber I'm... makes really good ciabatta that bread i made for real <laughs> <laughs> so they can't they kind of camp out there there's no running water but uh tom talks about building a tiny house in a tree someday if dad kind of fantasizes Dad doesn't really say anything because uh, dad really absolutely just has no fucking personality. I love fantasizing. Dude, one day I'm going to build a castle <laughs> is what I say. <laughs> dream big, baby. Dream big. <laughs> Me and Adam have all kinds of secret corridors we want to build into our house. Maybe someday. Someday, man. Build. Get a castle. Fucking do it. <laughs> we're all like, what if we're like, you know what? Fences are stupid. Let's build a moat. <laughs> <laughs> Please, please do it. <laughs> Put a crocodile in there. I mean, I'm going to look into it. <laughs> I don't think crocodiles would last very Not long. Not the crocodile in the moat. <laughs> I don't think a crocodile would be happy in Oregon. It would get too cold. Central Oregon, it gets fucking cold there. Exactly. Crocodile wouldn't be happy. Lord. <laughs> but maybe a rooster <laughs> guard rooster like those are terrifying like hey hey in um moana okay that rooster was stupid but like actual roosters they're dicks <laughs> <laughs> with their little talon claw thing fuck those good golly yeah continue <laughs> so they stay in the cabin for, for a couple days and then dad goes to run out for food because they like three cans of soup. Where's he going? Does he's he even know? He's going on a food run. He tells Tom what the plan is. He shows her what route he's going. All of that kind of stuff. Tom stays back. I do that when I go places too. <laughs> I mean, it's. I feel like as a woman, it's kind of necessary to tell your man where you're going and what you're doing. I normally tell like two or three people before I go out of town. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's different definitely as a woman, but as this paranoid man, he's definitely worried about what's going to happen to him, possibly. He's very paranoid. He's so paranoid. He tells his daughter his route and stuff, which is honestly just, just a smart move. Smart move. Dad shows the route. Tom's is staying back. And Dad puts the important papers that are in the Ziploc bag on the table. As mentioned in the very beginning. There were important papers in the beginning? Yes. Important papers that he stashed in like kind of like a um, like a bin, like a, a fucking Home Depot paint barrel kind of bin in the ground. You didn't mention these papers earlier. No, I did. Did you? Yes. Definitely mentioned the papers. Mention them again. <laughs> I'm mentioning them again currently. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so these important papers he kind of places on the table to clear space for his back in his backpack. Because uh, papers take up so much room. Pa- well, it's a thick fucking stack. Oh, okay. It's a thick stack full of uh, all the papers. And like then... A, like a book stack. And so when dad leaves, Tom goes through them, naturally. She finds her baby teeth in them. Gross. Um, sentimental. Cute. Not cute to me, per se, but cute in the movie. Okay. She found her baby teeth in in the Ziploc bag filled with papers. She also found papers from the mental health questionnaire that dad answered. She reads, and then she also finds a paper, like a newspaper, with an article titled, this is the title, A Unit Stalked by Suicide Trying to Save Itself. A Unit Stalked by Suicide Trying to Save Itself. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. I wrote exactly in my notes, I wrote, no clue what that means. It doesn't make sense as a sentence. Something about a veteran in the next line. Dad is gone until dark. Tom is very worried. Um, And she falls asleep. It's morning and he's not back. He's not back yet. It's fucked. Um, She is like, what the fuck? And then leaves to look at him. There's a gunshot in the distance. Pew! Does dad have a gun? No, that is not. I didn't think so. So she follows the trail that he said that he was going to, to go. And then she finds him by a creek unconscious. Dad's unconscious. Oh, crap. Oh, my goodness. How are you going to move a grown-ass man? How are you going to move? You don't. Right. <laughs> what do you think she does? I think she tries to hide him, and then she goes and she finds a phone somewhere and uses the coin that she had. The coin? The veteran coin? Yeah. Oh! Okay, okay. All right. So she covers him with a, her coat. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> she covers him with a jacket, and there's more gunshots in the background. Not, no fucking clue. So it didn't really have anything to do with the dad then? I guess not. No, did not. Um, so then she kind of runs and goes to try to find some help. 
She hears revving engines in the background. The hunters, the gunshots, she gets help from them. They're four-wheelers. Hey, you know what? Good old country boys. Good old country boys. Sometimes they can be very helpful people. So there's revving engines, there's four-wheelers. She flags them down for help on the trail. Um, she asks them for help, and they go and help him. They go and help. They uh, drag him back to the four-wheeler. Looks like Dad just kind of fell and hit his head. It's very slick. It's winter in the Pacific Northwest. Moss grows on the trees, and they're very, very slick. Right. So probably just slipped and fell, hit his head. Slipped on some Bigfoot fur. That's what it seems like. Um, so they four-wheel him back into quote-unquote town, which is kind of like an RV town slash little trailer park thing. In the middle of the woods, kind of. So there's, there's a few little mountain towns that I'm thinking of. Right. There's a, there's a woman there who really, really wants to call an ambulance. But Tom is like, please do not call an ambulance. My dad, he does not like. <laughs> he doesn't have health insurance. He doesn't. Well, right. She's <laughs> like, he doesn't have health insurance. And the woman is like. It's okay. They won't charge you. Blah blah blah. And and uh, Tom is like, no, my dad just doesn't. He doesn't like people knowing about him, kind of thing. And she's like, okay, okay, okay. I won't call. The obvious help he needs. I won't. I won't. I won't call. Don't worry. And then she leaves to go outside to call somebody. <laughs> and I'm like, she's probably calling somebody. <laughs> So I just updated my um, first aid certificate shit. And um, yes, that is implied consent. You can go ahead and do that and they can't get pissed off at you. I mean, they can be upset all they want. Well, sure. I mean, (laughs) I think me personally, I would call the police anyway. But this woman, she calls somebody, not sure who, and then a local doctor shows up. To me, as a viewer who has a husband in the military, he looks like an army medic to me. Not implied yet. He's wearing a basic army green t-shirt. He's got a buzz cut. He's got a backpack. Well, dad wakes up. He's got a broken leg and a bad head injury. Oh, yeah. The woman, the woman who was a part of the four-wheeler gang thing (laughs) tells Tom that, Blaine, Blaine is, Blaine was a medic in the army. Okay. Called it. Me. I called it. Blaine was an army medic. My husband was an army medic. I just know it when I see it. I know it when I see it. (laughs) (laughs) So then this woman asks Tom if dad was in the service. Tom says, yup. So confirmed dad was in the army of some kind. Hit so many beats. So many beats. Probably why he doesn't like helicopters, is what I wrote down. My notes. All right, fine. Has nothing to do with the diamond. <sighs> no, we already decided that. So sorry. Yeah, right. You never came up with a new theory, so you can't really claim anything. I can still theorize on what happened to the mom. Hmm? I'm listening. I don't have anything yet. Okay, maybe we'll wait till the end. It's not a diamond. So this woman... A part of the four-wheeler gang asks more questions about where they're going. 
<laughs> Blaine, the army medic, says uh, dad will need some time to heal and gives some benzos for pain meds. Aw, oh, shit. Full circle. <laughs> well, what I'm assuming is benzos. He says painkillers, but I'm just like, ah, they're benzos. They, uh, then they sleep at this at this woman's cabin. And then scene cuts to a trailer park, just like a full community of trailer parks. And this woman is giving them an RV to shack up to, to shack up while he, while dad heals his leg. That's so nice. So nice. This woman is so caring. So generous. She wants to take care of this woman free of charge. That's super generous. Take care of Tom and Tom and dad. Who's this Mother Teresa of a woman? This Mother Teresa of a woman is a fucking woman. Um, forget what her name is. Uh, she's in a lot of stuff, this actress. We looked up who this woman that I have been referencing is. And uh, the character's name is Dale. And the actress's name is Dale Dickey. She's so great. they've... I feel like they ran out of creativity and started naming characters after the actors slash actresses. Yeah, because there's Dale and Tom. Yeah, Tom is Tom is Thompson and Dale Dickey is is Dale, which we find out later is Dale. We haven't found out quite yet. But Dale is really recognizable because she's in Look, Bob plays a Bob. Isaiah plays Isaiah. I'm well, just looking at the list of cast that, now. I mean, that just proves it that they were fucking lazy in this movie. Yeah, I think a few of them. Anyway, Dale is in everything from My Name is Earl to Grey's Anatomy and uh, Raising Hope. Raising Hope. Shameless, right? Shameless. She just plays like a wholesome older woman. This woman named Dale gives uh, dad a, dad and daughter an RV to shack up in while uh, dad is healing. Tom is really, really happy to have a home again. Um, dad says they won't be there long, of course. Enjoy it while I heal. Exactly. <laughs> so Tom is exploring the RV neighborhood and makes friends with a beekeeper older lady. Beekeepers are cool. <laughs> I knew that you would be so excited about the beekeeper aspect. Dude, I'm so jealous my stepmom got a beehive. There's no bees yet, but <gasps> she's going to have bees soon. <sighs> I need. I know. So excited. So she, so Tom is learning beekeeping, and, they're, and she just learns beekeeping from this older lady. She's really into it. It's very peaceful. And then there's uh, some more seahorse analogies. Uh, that's all I wrote about that. I don't really remember what's <laughs> There's a, there's another seahorse analogy where she says like, dads take care of the seahorses or something. I don't remember. That's true. The dads do take care of the babies. Well, the mom's still around. <laughs> right. The mom gives birth and the dad is pregnant with the seahorses. He just holds on to all the little bobbies. He holds on to the bobbies and gives birth to them, actually. Nice. Good on you, Dad. Anyway, so then Tom talks to the four-wheeler guy who helped save Dad. And then the four-wheeler guy is like, 
yeah, man, I have this dog who helps me a lot with my anxiety and stuff. And uh, maybe you should take this dog and give it to your dad and maybe it'll help your dad. There is not a single person out there with anxiety that would give up their anxiety animal to somebody else in need. F that. Well, this guy did. Okay. Bad plot point. Fucking no. Unless he was like raising puppies and that was like his whole jam was making anxiety dogs. He gives his his dog to dad to just borrow. And uh, so the dog is like a border collie type. Cute. Oh my gosh. Border collie, yeah, lives with, and then she, he, not sure. Did lives, they name the dog? No. God damn it. Don't know the dog's name. Sorry. His name is Dog. Dog. The dog lives in the trailer for a little while. Um, there's a whole bunch of community vibes at this RV park. Kumbaya! They're singing. Folky, Qatar, around the fire. Kumbaya! So much harmonious. Very quirky. Very quirky stuff. Um, there's lots of veterans here. They all have hats with American flags You'd on them. You'd think then the dad would like find a tribe then. Yeah, you would think. So we find out the woman's name is Dale then. Dale mentions that, uh, mentions to Tom that they can stay until the dad gets better. Um, Tom is like, okay, that is awesome. And then Dale is like, well, then after that, you can pay for water and propane and can stay longer. And Dale is like shoving money at, or no, Tom... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm getting names to up. Tom is shoving money at Dale to be like, we want to stay longer. Because Tom is desperate at this point for a community and to like stay somewhere. And Dale tells her like, don't, don't worry about it. Don't worry. And then takes the money as like a deposit for, for the future. So Tom is unloading groceries for Dale Uh, Dale picks out some of the groceries and says that she takes care of somebody who is in the woods and leaves this person food in the woods, like tied up on a tree. And she knows that this bears. Right. So she knows that this person comes and gets the food because the food is gone, but she has never seen this person before. I would like to know when the food giving began. Right. So, yeah. You've never seen this person. What? So she, yeah. So she, like, gives this person food and they take it and she replaces it every once in a while. Um, And that's all that is really sad about that right now. Uh, She shows dad about beekeeping. Because beekeeping is, like, her new little hobby. They get in, like, the little beekeeping suits. Dad's really peaceful about it. He's like, wow, my daughter is learning so much here. And Tom tells dad that she paid for the place that they, to stay there, like for a while. And dad is like, meh, (laughs) cool. (laughs) And then he seems to understand her need for community without saying anything. That's good. No words. Like I said, Like I said earlier, he's, like, really – he doesn't want to scold her or anything. He kind of just is, like, really understanding and just kind of, like, nods his head and is kind of, like, silent about stuff. I bet he understands that he's got some hang-ups. 
Yeah, I think I think that he knows that, and I think that she knows that he does too. At this point, and so they still have the dog, and it's really peaceful. There's lots of folky music, and uh, Dad seems really at peace and is healing really well with his leg and stuff. A couple days pass. And then um, dad is like packing up to leave again. He's not even healed yet, right? Not quite. Not quite healed yet. Dad is packing up his stuff. His leg isn't quite healed all the way. Um, Tom is upset. She doesn't want to go. She begs dad to stay. She's really mad. She's like, I, you need to go. Not me. You need to go. I don't need to go. She's mad. And he says, I get it. And and she says, the same thing that's wrong with you is not the same thing that's wrong with me. And he kind of nods in understanding. But she packs up anyway. When she's crying. She's like, I don't want to leave. I like this place. This is the best place that we have had so far. So then they leave. Well, damn. They leave the trailer. They're on foot. They're on a trail. Dad limping. Idiot. Because his fucking leg isn't healed all the way. Stupid, your leg is broken still. not healed all the way. She says, I knew, she stops dad in his tracks. In like kind of like a meadowy area. And she says to him, I knew that you would stay if you could. Long pause. This is already a long pause. It's so long. (laughs) It's so long. They hug each other. What do you think happened? Okay, so... (laughs) Something is wrong with Dad. What's not wrong with Tom? He would have stayed if he could. He's already been picked up by the authorities, so I don't think he's wanted for anything. (laughs) I don't understand this level of PTSD. (laughs) Tom turns around. Is she going without him? Is she going back without him? She clicks her tongue twice. This is the signal between the two of them that that they are communicating with each other, kind of like a mockingbird call. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> yeah, like the Mockingbird call of the Hunger Games type thing. Like a double click. This is introduced like a little bit into the movie, but but nothing significant. Like a little bit later. So kind of like when hunters do like a couple bird calls to commune? Right. So something inconspicuous, not quite obvious. Hunger Games. Hunger Games. Double click. So they kind of do that kind of secret code. Uh, Tom turns around and clicks her tongue and walks back alone to the RV. Dad is staying there. They're both crying. Dad lets her go. She walks back to the RV kind of hesitant, like she's expecting him to, like, come with her. Come with her. her Because it's her fucking dad. 13 years old. 13 years old. 13 years old. But um, he lets her walk away. Uh, cuts to scene. The dog, the Border Collie, 
Oh, and he's been waiting at the trailer like a good boy? Greets her at somewhere on the trail. Oh, somewhere on the trail, okay. Somewhere on the trail. The dog is looking for dad. She tells the dog, quote unquote, he had to go. Will he ever be back? So the dog had bonded with the dad. We missed all the bonding, though. My goodness, Kat. (laughs) I still hang on to the whole, like, kind of nonsense. That that dog thing. I don't know. Too quick, too much. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. As a dog owner of an anxiety pet, it's kind of silly. But remember, this dog was not the original anxiety pet of this owner. It was a different owner. True. I don't know. Maybe he's... I don't know. Maybe that, like I said earlier, maybe he he raises anxiety or dogs for anxiety people. I think he was loaning this dog out. Maybe for hot second. Anyway, so it cuts to it cuts the scene cuts to the forest to Dad walking in the woods, like drifting off into the woods, and then pans to the forest. A beautiful dewy spider web and peaceful music. And then it cuts to Tom, the daughter, um, hanging food in the forest for that random person in the woods that Dale was helping. And then she clicks her tongue. And then the movie ends. So we don't even learn about Dale's mystery person. How do we know that dad will pick up the food and not that mystery person thinking, oh, double prizes. (laughs) So the movie fucking ends like that. That's how it ends? That's it. That's all we know. Bonus, there's a documentary. (laughs) Dude, there. Okay, so I didn't realize until I ended this movie that this movie is Based on a true story. This is kind of wild. So my mom had watched the movie and I was talking to her about this this morning. She watched the movie and she was like, I fucking hated this movie. And I was like, it was not good. (laughs) And, And she was like, did you know that it was based on a true story? And I was like, no. So she said, my mother said that this was based on a true story up until... They left, like, the tree farmhouse. Because they don't know what happened after that, obviously, after they left. Oh. There are so many unanswered questions from this movie. My mother had told me that this movie had gotten so many fantastic reviews. And I'm just like, how? Because there's so many unanswered questions for me. I... I feel like they didn't go deep enough for some of the stuff that maybe it was trying to shine a light on. Mm-hmm. It's like, sure, it's an interesting story if you it, knew how it ended. Right. It's interesting, but there's so many, so many things that could have been done better and done like there's, there's just like so many dead ends to this story. Where what happened to the mom? Uh, the dad's backstory could have been elaborated on. They could have all that like padding that didn't need to happen could have just been dad's backstory. Ex- exactly, they, they could have just expanded on that instead. They could have done so much. Dad, dad had a whole life. Like, what made him so 
afraid of helicopters. We never knew. Mm-hmm. We never know what happened to mom. We never, ever know dad's name. No, you know what? Maybe what is they? What is they? Call? The entire pod it's will, but did they ever say that? Not that I caught, and I was I was very sober when I, <laughs> when I was watching this movie last night. I was very very sober. That coin never came up again. His name was apparently Will, but I did not catch that at all. Possibly could have could have been said while they were in like the you know the CPS. Maybe. I don't know. I wouldn't watch it. You don't need to because it was a, not a good movie in my opinion. And it had, it got really good reviews. Who knows why? Probably because of what they were trying to say. My guess is because it was based in the Pacific Northwest and everybody is really excited when something is based in the PNW. And if it's off of a true story. If it's off of a true story, you've already got three out of five stars. On Netflix, it said based on true story slash based on book. So I thought that this was a book originally. So I'm interested to see the documentary. Well, it's which out. was released last yeah. month. It's on Netflix, right? It's on Hulu. Oh, Hulu. The, the movie is on Netflix. The documentary is on Hulu. Yeah, but this was really fun. I know. Well, we used to do our our uh, our video chats with whole bottles of wine. We did. We each would drink a whole bottle of wine. We shared a bottle of wine, but then we each had like a couple of uh, hard seltzers. Those hardly count. I drink these easy. I'm I'm pretty buzzed, but I don't drink very much. Oh. Oh, I drink when I get home. <laughs> I have a child. I don't have any responsibilities right now. Yeah. Sorry. This is about as late (laughs) as I stay up. I am sober all through work. And then when I get home, I do my my house cleaning stuff and maintenance. And then I'm like, all right. I see your TikToks of you pouring a giant bottle of wine. my only TikTok is the one. (laughs) How many likes did you get? I don't know. Oh, all right. (laughs) I think I got like 200 views. That made me feel special. Okay, enough to like feel your serotonin. Yeah, I felt good for a bit. That's <laughs> right. I thought about doing another one that was very similar in what content. Did, what did you think about this um, movie review? I thought it was an interesting movie to listen to. I probably wouldn't have liked watching it. No, <laughs> I did not like watching it. I like Nanner's shit, though, so I'm the B-movie person. I felt like this is definitely a B-movie. I'm not really sure who liked this movie and and why, because there are so many unanswered questions. I have so many questions. Indie films have been, like, a lot more popular because they're they're not doing the same things as, like, the mainstream. They're just, like, open for interpretation, which, I mean, it's fun sometimes. They're kind of more refreshing these days compared to the blockbuster films. It was a very low-key kind of slow movie, which was fine. Would I have chosen this movie for this review? Def not. (laughs) But this is this is what happened. The next time you're gonna you're gonna pick a drama or are you gonna go into a different category? I guess we'll see. I really wanted to pick something that I had 
I hadn't seen before to take notes on. So this is what happened. And uh, I guess we'll see what's popular <laughs> next time. Because <laughs> we don't really watch the same kind of movies. That's true. I watch stupid things. <laughs> yeah, you watch a lot of... I, I'm a very, like, serious... I love I, a documentary. I have seen every Sharknado and every Tremors, so that should tell you everything you need to know well, about me. I mean, I do know that about you, which is why I picked <laughs> something sort of, like, b movie instead of something very serious, which I was going to do, but that's not the vibe. <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm a very documentary person, so I am looking forward to watching this. Kind of hard to rift off of documentaries. If you do a true crime drama, like a true crime documentary, I'd be about that still. Fuck, I should have done that. Have you seen a girl, the girl in the picture? No. (gasps) Should have done that. That was fucking bananas. Okay. If you haven't seen the girl in the picture on Netflix, it's like in the top ten right now. Is it? Oh my gosh. <gasps> did Okay, I didn't watch it either, but maybe maybe you did, maybe you didn't. There was like a show with uh, I forget her name. She's a funny actress though. And it was like the girl in the window across the street. Oh my god, Kristen Kristen um Kristen Bell. Yes. <gasps> <gasps> that looked so good. I oh, wanna watch it. Oh my god, Chelsea. Is it good? Did you watch it? It's so good. <laughs> I want to watch it. It's so good. It leaves you on like such a cliffhanger, though. So oh. be prepared for like a cliffhanger. It's... Be prepared for me to make accusations then. Holy Diamond shit. Thieves. It takes you on a ride. It takes you on a ride. It's like, I don't know, not very many episodes. Maybe eight. Maybe, maybe eight episodes. But they're like half hour long episodes at least. Maybe. It just takes you on a roller coaster and then it ends on like a cliffhanger and you're like, huh? But they're going to make a second season. So, Oh, cool. Okay. Dude, that one's a banger. Banger. Okay, so how would you rate it then, Amber? Like the, the movie that you watched? <laughs> the movie that I fucking watched just like a four out of ten. <laughs> And then how about the the girl in the window? The window, the girl in the window across the room from the street, or blah blah <laughs> whatever blah, that was, whatever that <laughs> with Kristen Kristen Bell, married to Dax Shepard, uh, hottie with a body. Uh, she she is Anna from Frozen. Um, fucking ten out of ten. That that show is legit. <laughs> legit takes you on a ride. You're like, what is happening? This is fantastic. This fucking this fucking movie. Leave no trace. Not nearly as good as the Leave? girl in the window across the street, whatever. <laughs> like, what the fuck happened? Where, what is the dad's name? Will. I mean, well, we didn't know that. It's Will. <sighs> we didn't, that was not revealed in the movie. <laughs> we don't know what happened to dad. We don't really know, like, what he went through in war to, like, we don't know how long they were in the fucking forest. Were they out there since she was an infant? Not sure. Probably not. Yeah, but we don't know that. She doesn't remember mom. She's not a dummy. And, but she called the forest her home. 
Maybe my guess she's would be got poor you. social skills. Apparently, this movie was terribly made. To be honest, as young as like eight, maybe she's supposed to be thirteen. Like maybe I don't. I don't know this. It just feel like it could have been done so much better, and it, it was just like half-assed. Yeah, like they heard the story, and they're just like, "Oh, we can make this out of some, make something out of nothing." <laughs> right, and it was just it was not executed well, although it got good reviews. Indie films will almost always get good reviews because they're not big blockbusters. There was a lot of like quiet moments. Which, if you do something artsy enough, you're going to get big it was It was artsy in the fact that they were in the Pacific Northwest and there was a lot of fucking ferns. That was artsy. I get it, man. Ferns are great. It's filmed in the wild. And, I mean, I've been in I've been in the woods and in the fern stuff. It's not fucking easy. It's not easy. Bet you they didn't say a single word about the mosquitoes. <laughs> It was winter. There's no mosquitoes. Oh, that's right. All the bugs go back to hell in the winter. <laughs> Closing statements. <laughs> okay. Closing statements. It wasn't a diamond heist. No, a diamond positive. heist. It's a PG movie, so nothing all that exciting happened to mom. She probably just died of an illness. Based on a real story, as I found out at the end. And um, The dad definitely has PTSD. Dad? For, for damn sure. Well, oh yeah. You could... I mean, you can tell based on the helicopter shit. Also, like, what happened to helicopters? Like, what war was he in? Apparently Iraq, but, like, what happened? You know, there's no flashbacks or anything. They could have elaborated on so much more, and they they didn't. I think this documentary is going to be way more interesting after seeing this movie because it'll answer, I'm sure it'll answer some of your questions. Because it seems super loose. Anybody interested, there is a Hulu documentary. Same title. Same title, Leave No Trace. trace. Um, The Boy Scouts. The Hidden History of the Boy Scouts. A Hidden History of the Boy Scouts. Wait, this is not the same documentary. Wait a second. Wait a second. Because I have seen... This documentary is about... It's about... Boy Scout sex abuse. Holy fuck. Okay. Okay. So that was the movie. Leave No Trace. Leave No Trace. We had some weird technical difficulties. And it turns out that there's not a documentary about this. That one's about the Boy Scouts. There's no documentary about this. It's just a coincidence that they are named the same. I was kind of hoping for a follow-up, but okay. Okay, no follow-up, but, um, yeah, there <laughs> apparently is no update, so, uh, go with your imagination. What happened to the mother? Happened to mama. Anyway, thanks, Amber. I had a lot of fun. It was so much fun. I loved it <laughs> so much. Next time, I'll pick a better movie. <laughs> I did not enjoy that's all right. So this movie's maybe not like a total recommend. If you listen to this recap, it's probably enough. <laughs> <laughs> you'll get it. You'll you get the point. And uh, yeah, it was it was really fun. I always love you so much.
much and i'm so happy to be on your podcast thanks for coming on my podcast i like my podcast i love it we had fun thanks for joining us we had drunk yes we did yes we did and um you listened all the way through uh, you, Congratulations. You are allowed to have all the gummy bears you want now. Oh, all the gummies. Winner, winner. I will buy you a gummy. Gummy dinner. Gummy dinner. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.